What is up fellow bench warmers? Welcome to another late night daily fantasy quickie. Hey guys, what's up? Uh sorry for late night quickie. There were some Today is the trade deadline in all of the bench warmer leagues and there were a few trades that were passed it's just like the real trade deadline that was passed uh, yeah. to me. i had to judge on or assess and it was not easy as usual maybe you can you can bring it up later um uh, by the end of this week so yeah let's see we can do a quick trade analysis it, yeah. uh, about it and talk about it all right let's move I'm not, on i'm not, I'm not fine the league, not part of the league, yep. so I don't uh, he, Yeah, he is not part of the league. We'll talk about the how the decision process went uh, because okay. it's actually difficult to assess certain trades uh, all by myself. So I have a certain decision or I mean certain style in how I make the decision, especially if it's a difficult trade to assess. All right, let's move on with a quickie first. Chris Boucher, this is the game we all have been waiting for finally. Finally starting, that's one. He's finally starting. Um, and today he played really well. Probably the best game of the season for him. Uh, I guess. Yes, you can say that. You can uh, you can you could argue that that's the best game of, of the season. Yeah. This overall, I mean there have been games where he played well, but I think 38 points is probably the most he scored this year. 19 rebounds was probably the most he rebounded this year. And, um, yeah. Um, uh, so, Boucher, Boucher has been unfairly judged the whole year, in my opinion. Uh, he is currently still a top 25, top 30 player uh, as a whole. But of course, we know it's been up and down, up and down with him. But um, I think Overall, his numbers, the worst case, his numbers is 13.6 rebounds, two blocks, uh, one and a half threes, and then good percentages. So yep. he doesn't turn the ball over almost almost zero. So he's unfairly judged. And today, uh, the Boucher lovers came out again. Of course, this this is at, uh, in the heels of Toronto signing Cambridge. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk about that. That's the elephant in the room, Cambridge. Everybody's like, is it Birch? Cam Cambridge time? And I'm like, yeah, he's gonna affect uh, Boucher, but I would think Boucher should still be the primary big man. Right? Yeah, I mean, he, 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 should, he should be the primary big man, but uh, again, we don't know what goes on Nick Nurse's head. Um, they, right? So we don't know what uh, will be there, uh, but Obviously, the 38 points and 19 rebounds is something not doable. It's repeatable in the sense that he will do it consistently, get 30 points and 10 rebounds. He has the potential to do that uh, from time to time. Uh, not all the time, but still, uh, I think the frustration is uh, with Boucher is that the consistency. Uh, but I'll just add here, no. The, the thing for me is not the 38 points and uh, 19 rebounds. The thing for me here is the 36 minutes. Um, yeah. He never gets that 
amount of minutes. Whether whoever is out, even when OG and Pascal were out, he never got those kind of minutes. So that is a, that's the important thing for me. If he gets 30 plus minutes, there will be games like this. Maybe not yep. 38 and 90, 30 plus points without Lowry, without Fred VanVleet. Yes, there should be games like this. Now, will Nick Nurse play him consistent? It's the second straight 32 and up, 32 minutes and up game for Boucher. Yep. So let's let's see because Cambridge entry might put it down again to 23, 24, right? Yeah, so and and um, Toronto missed several players as well. Uh, yeah. Right, so they didn't have Van Fleet, although he's still injured, he's still out. They didn't have Bembry, who was suspended. Um, so that might have affected a little bit the the rotation because they just played eight players. They usually play nine nine to ten players. Um, but yeah, this is a good sign, I guess. Um, uh, the the minutes hopefully sticks to the 30 plus minutes. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I well, well, most most of the starters yeah. played lots of minutes. Um, OG played 40. Siakam played 38. Yes. I mean, these are yes. quite high numbers, high high minutes. Uh, when you talk about you know playing time, usually unheard of. Really, no, 40 have- minutes, except for maybe in New York. No, but you have to remember uh, they are missing uh, Fred Van Vliet and OG. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, uh, Kyle Lowry. So, so that's the reason they they played, they played those guys heavy minutes, and they also are they were without Bembry, DeAndre yep. Bembry, who was ended, and then Patrick Macau was waived. Yep. So they had basically nobody in, in their bench. So that was the context. Of, that's why I don't really think uh, O'Shea would be able to. Sustain 30 plus minutes. Yeah, especially uh, Yeah, so so there. Congratulations if you held on. There were some managers who dropped Boucher. Um, I would say just yeah. move on, guys. <laughs> just move on. I don't dwell just, on it. You, yep, you don't dwell on it. He won't give you these numbers every time, and the num the minutes is still a question mark. Although he been it's been trending up, but it's still something that. Uh, but, we can peg a question mark in, I guess. No, but I I will say if you drop Boucher, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. I don't well, he, he, you have been saying that all along. I mean, for the whole yes. season, there have been a lot of uh, quickies wherein we ask, is it time to drop Boucher? Is it time to drop no, Boucher? He never said. He never gave uh, the And and Komish has always been. Uh, strong in his conviction that no, you don't drop Boucher even if he's not playing well at that time during that time because he is a very high upside player. But hey, if you are in the playoffs, even if you after dropping Boucher, then maybe so, like what Komish said, something might have worked as well, right? So, uh, so just move on, right? Just move on and and play on with whatever you have all right um injuries brad bradley beal um said that he is not yet 100 healthy uh he, he just won't. played he just played last game because he didn't want to miss another game he played through it uh though he played quite well um 
what's this? Is this something that most likely something that would worry fantasy managers? It should. It should. Um, for for every game day for two weeks, he has been uncertain to play. This is from that article that I wrote, that I read. Uh, he will prepare every day, and then he will conduct even pre-game warm-ups. But then after the warm-ups, then he will decide will he play or not play. So well, every game, in the last game he played, the last game he played. He was not feeling that perfect, also, but he just decided to play through it. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing: we we had a similar discussion before about Paul George being the injury yes. is something that can nag him all throughout the season. And after that discussion, well, Paul Paul George has been playing really well uh, in the past few games. Yes. Right, so and he hasn't missed a game since yes. then, so maybe, uh, hopefully, let's just hope for the best that this is something of that nature as well that he can play through it and play really well. Um, Beal is has also been known to be uh, quite durable in the past years, but we'll see. Uh, this year they might be playing for nothing. Really. It's a, it's a nerve issue, and I think he can play well when he plays. It's just this situation is just making him a game time decision every game from yeah. now on. Yeah. From this day forward, it will be game time decision every game. So yeah. there's the uncertainty is there, but if he plays, he can be, be very good. He yeah. Can still play. Definitely. Yeah. Um, another player who has been out is Larry Nance. Uh, Larry Nance has. Had an illness, an unknown illness, still undisclosed, right? Uh, still undisclosed until now. Until now. Uh, no, but until the... now they, they, they tested him. They tested him for everything, but uh, it all came back negative, so it's still undisclosed. Uh, but I, but he has been getting better. Right. That's the that's the report. He's getting better. He lost twenty pounds supposedly. Well, that's the bad but news. But he's getting I guess. better. But you know, I was thinking about it when we, when we're us, when we we get sick, we lose 10 pounds easily, and he's so big. So, it's I think it's normal to lose 20 pounds. He could get it back fast. I just don't know how motivated Cleveland is to get him back. <laughs> yeah, really. That's, um, that's my that's my concern. That's my concern more than than the fact that if he can get back to shape right away I think maybe one give him one week give him one week he can be back in shape but will Cleveland want to give him just one week maybe Cleveland wants to give him two weeks right so yep. that's the problem so well just uh, is he a drop at this point or you hold on given the concerns that he might struggle when he comes back if you don't have an IL slot and you have you can give me names that you would add. I can see he could be a drop, but if we have an IL slot, of course, of course you hold yeah, him. Yeah, just hold on. But let's say uh, someone drop, someone drop Moses Brown, maybe someone drop, you know, some high upside player. Then you can move on. You can move on. In twelve team leagues, I think there are lots of good players in your FAs. Uh, you can move on. Jalen McDaniel's. The point no, of contention Jaylen, of the trade <laughs> that I was talking uh, about. I, it's too it's too early for Jalen and Larry Nance is still for me a better fantasy prospect. 
sister. So I'm I'm gonna keep Larry Nance in that situation. Alright. Uh the next one is Victor Oladipo got injured today. That uh, was scared. Uh it's a knee injury. I think it's the same knee that he had injured before. Uh and he's it, Yeah, so this is something that maybe Oladipo owners would be worried about. Uh, especially with Miami. Um, especially with Miami being uh, currently within that playoff uh, spot. And really, they are uh, in the East. And they feel that, I think they would feel that they can still make it without Oladipo. Uh, and they probably would rest him and then make sure he gets full recovery. That's not my concern. Eh? My concern is it to be a season ending. So it's not even about whether Miami will play him or not. He ca- he, he just dunked and come, came down lame. You could mm-hmm. see that there's something something came up with the knee. So let's wait for the MRI. It could be something serious. So if you have Kendrick Nunn or Goran Dragic in the waiver wire, just keep them close. Let's see if, if the news comes out what it is. Then be ready to pounce with, with those players. So- uh, Dragic and uh, none would be yes. would be yes. uh, rosterable if in case Oladipo misses misses. Yes, the, but, mean, but I have I, news right now. I have news. Uh, the X-rays came back negative, but the MRI is still awaited. They're they're still waiting for the MRI. So at least the X-rays were negative in that case. So that's good news. All right. So let's see. Let's wait. Probably tomorrow they'll have more yeah. updates on Oladipo's. Uh, case and uh, hopefully it's not bad news that we'll be hearing tomorrow. Uh, good news though, uh, Mike Conley and Chris Tapps played back to back today, so at least yeah, that. people we were people, people were concerned about Mike Conley not playing back to back, and we were also concerned about Chris Tapps' wrist injury. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a few days ago, but looks like they're fine. Conley, Conley's first game in a back-to-back situation. Today. I think a big factor in today's game is that they played uh, who, did, who they played Phoenix Alex. today. No, no, right? they played Phoenix yesterday. So yesterday and then today it's Portland. 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 No, Portland. So I Portland. think having two going up against two teams that are uh, playoff contending teams. May maybe have played played a role in why he played back to back. Because he's not even injured, right? He's not even injured. He hasn't been injured the whole year, and yep. uh, I think it's not about that. I think maybe at this point, maybe he's feeling better. He's feeling better, and he's not too worn down. So, so that's good because if you, if you remember, there were owners who wanted to drop him already because he doesn't play back to back. Yeah. So now let's move forward from this. Next week, Utah has two back to backs, two mm-hmm. back to back in a week. So let's say he doesn't play those uh, one game each in those back to back. After next week, which is week sixteen, after week sixteen, he won't have a back to back until the very last day already, which is the last day of the regular season. So it will yep. basically not be a factor anymore after next week. So yep. so so he should be good. He should be good to go. Uh, yeah, so so Conley is good and Kristaps, I guess, is okay. It's fine. The risk is fine. 
he should be good to go until maybe the next yeah. injury yeah. or the or the injury happens he should be good to go yeah all right but he played very well he played very well he he had a double double in the third quarter uh the third quarter he already had a double double yeah so he he's, he's playing very well so all right those are our quick storylines for the day uh let's move on to some big risers and worrying players uh it's an commish did it as an in out thing Let's talk about the in first, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And the out guy is Dame Lillard, who has been playing. Uh, and we've talked about Dame playing bad or not uh, to the level that we want him to be playing when CJ McCollum is there. That's a factor. That's definitely a factor because uh, CJ gets a lot of usage also. And Dame has been content to to just defer but I think he's not shooting the also I mean there's something wrong with himself because he's shooting 39% the past the, the games that EJ came back he's been mm-hmm. shooting terribly and he has killed a lot of fantasy managers including Jeremy and I with his shooting <laughs> and uh, well it's a slump but I I do hope he 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 gets out he busts out of it because right now uh, he's not in my top 5 anymore going forward mm-hmm. season, this season yes because uh, of Kawhi Kawhi so Kawhi has been playing well and I, we mentioned earlier that Paul George has been playing really well uh, slowly getting back to that old Paul George who started the season he's playing uh, he played really well in past what 3-4 games Yes, he has played well since coming back. Actually, the past five games of Paul George and the past five games of Kawhi, they have exactly the same numbers. Even the the shooting, uh, Paul George shooting 50-50-90. 50% go, 50% three points, 90% free throw. That's how good he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But but uh, don't don't expect it to continue. In my opinion, he's feeling well because it's, the injuries nature is like that. He can come back. And haunt him anytime. Yeah. So, so just be prepared for that. Just be prepared for that. If this today is your trade deadline, come on, do something. Make, make, make offers, uh, including Paul George in your in your trade offers. You yeah. should do that. Well, yeah, but yeah, but if you your trade deadline has passed, well, you can just write him out, and hopefully right. you'll be able to weather the storm in case he struggles again. Kawhi, on the other hand. Always good. Has been really good throughout the season, and he has been um, consistent. And he has been top what six, seven throughout the season, even top five. Um, I think he's higher than that. I'm not sure, but I'll check. But I just hope tomorrow there's no lame injury that comes up again because it's a back-to-back tomorrow. He's number four. He's number four. Kawhi is number. Four. Yep. And to so, be fair to Kawhi, he hasn't really missed much games other than the other time where he missed, I think, a couple of games. Uh, that was before the All Star break. And and this is my point. I mean, if we try to, and this is a lesson I myself uh, should learn. If you try to uh, be a uh, forecaster, a fortune teller in fantasy, it can bite you in the ass. Right? Um, Anthony Towns, Kawhi Leonard, 
people, I mean, people are saying, okay, these guys will not be good fantasy playoff time, right? But but who's out? Bradley Beal is out, right? It's not it's not these guys. It's not guys who are usually injured. So you could not when you make moves, don't don't be too over analyzing things. Sometimes you know you will really not know what will what will happen. I, I well, there's always here's here's what I learned this season and. One, there's always risk of injury regardless of who the player is. Yes. And with the way teams have been very cautious about their players, there's always risk of rest. We don't really know who's gonna be rested, who's gonna be who's gonna be playing. Even at the end of the season, we still don't know. And the way I see it, that evens out the playing field. Uh, I think. Kawhi just had a reputation before where in here he was resting. Uh, but if you got him way below, you know, the top five or even top ten, because he sometimes he's being drafted outside of the top ten. He um, was. Yeah. Uh, that we all know Kawhi is still going to be a solid player um, every time he plays. And to be fair to him, he doesn't really miss like a big chunk of the season other than the time when he was in San Antonio. He misses some back-to-backs. He rests from time to time. But it's not like he would rest for a week, the whole week he doesn't play unless it's an injury. So I think it's just more of the reputation that he's had. But you're right. I think we overanalyze some of the things like rest and injuries. He's this guy is injury-prone. I got... Yeah, Musevich. Like, right? We we were really uh, anticipating the the shutdown and everything. Yeah. And then what happened? Right? I mean, just cannot cannot. And then and he gets not. traded, right? Gets traded. Yes. Cannot cannot and should not uh, overanalyze and be too far ahead in our in our moves sometimes. Yep. Uh, well, unless it's Kevin Love and Blake Griffin, <laughs> we know that. And now we add. Let's like add another one to the list. Lamarcus Aldridge maybe, uh, maybe for next season. This season, I think he's gonna be a safer, safer uh, pick or a safer uh, player to own right now with Brooklyn. Um, speaking of Kevin Love, Kevin Love is in the big risers. He's in, and Andre yeah. Drummond is in with Montres Harrell, who goes out uh, with the return of Andre Drummond. Uh, Let's talk about Andre Drummond first and Montres. Well, okay. we kind of expected this, I guess. Yes, but at least today we got the better. This is the first full game of Andre, and we we got to see what the rotation will be like. Mark Gasol is out of it totally, which we kind of guessed. Uh, the minutes, as we expected, I don't think they'll play Harrell and Drummond together, and they did not. So how would they divide the minutes? Today it was 28 and 20. I think that would be the case going forward. It's going to be 28 and 20. Anything mm-hmm. less than 20 for Harrell is kind of counterproductive for the Lakers because Harrell is good. He's a good bench player anyway. So 20 seems like the right number for him. That's very bad for Montrez Harrell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Harrell max for Harrell would be around 25 minutes. He- Some could probably play 25, uh, the max. But I agree. Here's most likely, 
If what? he plays 25, Ramon will play 23. Right? Well, I mean, true. It, it, it's, mm, I don't think it's gonna happen. Maybe if Ramon gets to ball trouble, that, that can happen. So, uh, well, Ramon had five fouls today, uh, so, but I, I'm not sure if that was a foul trouble situation or just some late fouls that uh, they had to give up. Uh, but yeah, uh, he will be affected. Worst is Anthony Davis is ready. I mean, I think he's getting near to a return. Mm-hmm. And that could further affect Harrell as well. Yes, it could. But I think Harrell's 20 minutes should be safe. They would find the 20 minutes for him, I think. But it could affect him. It could affect him in the sense that maybe if he plays with Anthony Davis, he will get le- even less, less usage, less shots, less rebounding opportunity. So it's not looking good for him. In other words, it's not looking good for Harrell. But uh, having no, said that, having said that, yeah. don't drop Montrez No, no, he's not a drop. <laughs> I mean, uh, he could be. It he could, could be, be, but at this point, you don't. You don't do it. Yes. yes. Uh, all of what we said, and we just said it. Everything's just at this point. We are just guessing that he'll probably get 20 minutes. We don't really know how uh, it would really play out, but definitely the future looks a little bleak for Harold in the fantasy realm um, mm-hmm. because of the addition of Andre Drummond. Now, later on, if he doesn't really perform, then maybe. You can drop him for a more a hotter free agent, uh, but at th- at this point, he's still safe there. Barely, barely safe. Barely safe. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Okay, Kevin Love double double today. Uh, people have been asking lots of tough questions. Kevin Love over Moses Brown. Kevin Love over this. Kevin Love over that. Okay, I, I still pick Lamarcus Aldridge over Kevin Love going forward. Mm-hmm. Let's make that clear. And I, I pick Lamarcus, Kevin Love, and Blake Griffin. That's my order of these three old um, dudes. Headache. Headaches. But Moses Brown, Kevin Love, it's a matter of preference, in my opinion. A matter of what you need. Uh, I think right now, Kevin Love could be playing better than Moses Brown. I mm-hmm. think you agree with me. Yeah, and question is, I don't think he will be able to finish the season healthy. So if you need short-term help, yeah, pick him up, but expect to drop him eventually. So eventually, you might lose Moses Brown also because you might not be able to get him back. But if you need the help right now, I think uh, Kevin Love could help you a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and again, um, it again. Maybe he does play. I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Maybe he does play for the rest of the season. He's just averaging, what, 20, 25 minutes a game. He's not being forced to play 30 minutes. So maybe that... And he rested the whole first half of the season. Come on. If he doesn't play the whole second half, I don't know, man. But uh, Let's let's make a bet. No. <laughs> How many games do you think he's gonna play? How many games left? Cleveland is uh, right now 
51 games in. So that's just 21 games left. So okay, I I think he plays 16 games. Okay, I'll go under. Under 16 games. Yeah. I'll go under. 16 okay. Games. 16 games. Under 16 games. I'll go under. Does he play? Wait, does he play back to back now? They haven't. He hasn't. Uh, we haven't reached that point yet. So okay, we, we so I, I'm pretty sure they won't have five back to back. So at least that's yeah. uh, that's one thing for sure. All right, so They're 16, 16 games and Comicius, uh going under, under 16 games. So let's see what happens uh, after the season. In every, I'll be counting every game that uh, Kevin Love misses. Uh, 21 games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Waiver wire specials. Just okay. quickly, Isaiah Stewart started today. Mason Plumley sat out once again. Uh, and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant sat out as well. So that that means big, big game for Isaiah Stewart. He had a double double, I think. Uh, 16-14, something like that. Uh, let me check. Yes, 16 points, 13 rebounds, I think, a couple of blocks. Uh, the thing is that it's a legit, legitimate injury for for Mason Plumlee. Yep. He is he is day to day, but you know it's a concussion, so they might play it safe with him. And so, I'm so happy because I got him back. Yes. Uh, uh, I think a few week, days ago, I uh, I dropped him for a player just to stream, for Marcus Morris, I think, just to stream Marcus Morris. He wasn't playing well. Then he started. He played well. Then he didn't play well the second game because he was he came off the bench. He was dropped, so I got him again. So hooray for that. And I didn't have to use my waiver priority for for that. Uh Killian Hayes. We were talking about this uh yesterday. He's a popular guy right now, Killian Hayes. He's a popular Who did we guy. compare him to? Cole, Cole Anthony. Okay, who would you rather have, Cole Anthony or Killian Hayes? It's it's like this. Um, I'm not a fan. You guys know. I did get to watch part of the game a while ago. He didn't play a lot of minutes, but the minutes he played, he was he was good. He was he was doing pretty good things. He was not forcing their shots. He was passing. He had a lot of good assists, and he had a block on Tyrese Halliburton at the end of the game that was. It was okay, so so maybe it's not bad as, as I I think he is, and I think the, the the long injury rest helped him make the game you know uh, slower for him. Let's so let's think, put things in perspective first. He was mm-hmm. against the Kings, who's not really the best team out yeah. there. Okay, so <laughs> let's put some context into it. He was against the Kings. Probably one of the, uh, I guess, worst teams in the league. Um, yes. But yeah, we'll have to see. Watch, I guess, watch out for him. Watch out for him. I think he can have a good, uh, good last few weeks of the mm-hmm. season. If, if Detroit decides to just, you know, let him go. I mean, you just play as, as long as you, as much minutes as you can. There's potential. There. There's potential there. All right. So, uh, so, yeah. All right. And other waiver wire specials. Uh, Hartenstein. 
Hartenstein, Dean Wade, and Torian Prince. Uh, all from Cleveland. Given the news that we just found out about Nance, I think they should be longer-term holds right now because Giant Allen has no timeline as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Jeremy is going to lose the bet about Kevin Love. So, <laughs> so given all those things, especially you have to Tari think of a, a bet, a, a real uh, price or a consequence for that. that. But but we'll we'll uh, think of one. We'll think of one. I think Torian Prince is my priority. He's been averaging 18 points the past few games, and he is he he he's a veteran. He's a veteran, so he can he can play. Mm-hmm. So I think he should be added for the meantime that he's hot. More the more popular ad has been uh, Isaiah Hartenstein actually. He's actually um, good also. Yeah, uh, and he if you need a rebounder. Uh, you can score or maybe a few shot blocks here. Uh, Hartenstein could be your guy. If you need the threes, Prince might be your guy. Um, mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And Dean Wade as well, if you need some threes. Uh, Dean Wade has been played well today. 12 points, 2 steals, 2 blocks, which is uh, fantasy gold. For many teams, those two steals and two blocks. Uh, if he gives you something like that uh, regularly, then that would be a good at Kendrick Williams, another player okay. who's been in and out of the waiver wire specials. He had 12 points, nine assists, seven rebounds, and two steals. Sometimes I just off. don't understand why they don't play Kendrick Williams as much. Yeah, uh, he came off a six point nine rebound, nine assist, three steal game. So, so you know he has that multi category uh, upside, rebounds, assists. He can help you even if he doesn't shoot well or score well. So, so he should be added. He should be added. He he. It's only in seven. It's only owned in seven percent of the teams. Mm-hmm. But in all of my leagues, he's already taken. So I guess it's not a secret anymore. But. But you know, if in your league he's still available, then go go pick him up. Yep. Uh, so there, Kenrich Williams, waiver wire special. Uh, hopefully he gets to start uh, often because he is a stud when he plays uh, minutes. Yes, minutes uh, given to him. All right. Uh, that's it for the waiver wire specials. Let's talk about the trade that we were talking about earlier. Here's the trade. Uh, Grayson Allen. Let's Grayson. talk about the, the good name value players first. Dillon Wright, Kelly Oubre, and Nurkic for Grayson Allen, Daniel Gafford, and the McDaniels brothers. So the okay. so, so this looks like okay, in face value it looks like a very lopsided trade, right? Nurkic um, and Oubre. Well, one, a couple... So here's the process I do. Let's talk about quickly the process I do. The leagues are all commish decides, commish votes. Okay, so there, most of the trades are really easy to decide on. Uh, pretty much fair, uh, most of the trades, right? And if there are trades that are quite lopsided, uh, I ask the managers what, why they're doing the trade. Um, 
And then what I do is I ask other leads. Okay, I ask Eric, I ask managers from different uh, bench warmer leagues or even outside of the FBW leagues. And as for their opinion, if they see something different that I don't see. Because for me, I might see it as something that is vetoable, but there might be a number of managers that would see it as a fair trade. And in this case, I asked different managers. Probably about eight managers replied or gave their take. Um, around, uh, I mean, 10 managers probably gave their takes. Around eight of those managers said, it's not fair. It's vetoable. Uh, and two managers said, it's fine. Uh, they see it as fine because the reasoning they had gave was that one, Nurkic was playing, is not really playing well. He probably won't get back to a second round value player. And the McDaniels brothers, although currently they're not good yet, they can be high upside players. That's what they're thinking. Like there was one player, who, a manager who commented that the McDaniels brothers might not give you the stats now, but they might be the difference maker in the finals or in the playoffs, especially if your playoffs is around week 18, 19. Uh, Nurkic, on the other hand, has name value, but really, if you look at his game thus far this season, it hasn't been that good. So that's what the other managers were saying. Of course, most of the managers felt that uh, it's vetoable. I vetoed it based on the how majority saw it, but I can understand why it can also be uh, allowed. Uh, I just went with the majority, uh, given that. Oh, so, so it was vetoed already? Yeah, it was vetoed already. There was a new trade that was um, submitted, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see it could be a veto. Uh, I agree with everything Jeremy said, but. Bottom line is Ubre is the best player in the deal. It's not close. Uh, Nurkic for me is the second best player in the deal. Mm-hmm. It's close with with Jaden and Grayson. Might be you know Grayson Allen and Jaden not more of Jaden. Okay, let's put the potential in, into it with mm-hmm. the potential of yeah. Okay, he might be close with Nurkic, but the others. Jalen had one good game, one good game. So that's not enough for me. Gafford, two to three good games. These are and he's injured. I know he, he should be back soon or whatever, but he's still injured. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I don't I don't I don't see the the logic for the other man. So mm-hmm. but, and just to put things in perspective, the one getting uh, uh, Nurkic and Ubre is second place right now, and the one getting the the other side, other end of the deal is ninth. At the moment, and he's tied for the eighth spot, and that seventh and eighth spot are close. There's one game uh, difference among four managers playing for that two spots. Two spots, so it's not um, okay. There could be, um, you know, uh, the other manager might see something here because he's fighting for the playoffs. But again, uh, we'll go with the majority uh, on that view. So that's the. How the process is it's a tedious process actually if it's uh something that's you know uh quite controversial it's really not controversial but on face value it could be uh very lopsided right it, that's how i 
decide on certain trades. Uh, and today is the trade deadline. Since there's another trade submitted, we'll have to end this quickie so that I can accommodate those trades uh, and make sure that you know uh, everyone gets a good time or, or would not would good would have a fair fair uh, a decent. I'll give them a fair chance of you know making their deals before the trade deadline. So I'll. Hopefully, this would be the last trade because I want to sleep early. But yeah, we'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow would be a special quickie, by the way. We'll have a guest on our quickie. Uh, we'll let you know tomorrow. You'll find that out. All right. We'll see you again tomorrow, guys. Bye. Bye.